Hello, this is Patrick from Ross Video, and I'd like to show you how to install Trackless Studio on your expression system. First, we're going to check the expression version, build, and proper settings for Trackless Studio. When you launch Expression Studio, the version number is displayed on the title bar. You can also go under Help, About, Expression and you can find the build information and the version numbers there. You can also find the available software that your machine has been licensed for. Very important to have the Expression Chroma Key option enabled on your machine in order to work with Expression Trackless Studio. Next, we're going to check our hardware setup. This machine doesn't have any uh, output card setup, so we're going to add them. So we're going to click Add, and we have a studio system which has Matrix video cards, so we're going to click OK and the card type is XMEO. So we're gonna click OK there. Next thing we need to do is we need to check the resolution for our inputs and our outputs. So I'm gonna go back to the output channel and I'm gonna click Configure and I'm gonna take my video mode and set it to HD 1080i 2997 and I'm gonna do the same thing for my input channels because I want the resolutions to match. So again, HD 1080i and I'm gonna do it for both channels. And again, it's HD 1080i 2997 for the project that I'm working with. So now we've got our input sources. We also want to check the Keep Input Active checkbox for both of our inputs to make sure that the input always stays on. Now we've got a hardware output. The other thing we want to set is a virtual channel. We're going to do an expression virtual output and we're going to be using that as our preview. So we're going to label it for the description preview. And we're going to click OK. So now we've configured those two pieces. Next thing we need to do is we need to set a GPI card. And we're going to go to the GPI boards and we're going to add. And by default, we see expressions with Adrian TC slash GPIO cards. We're going to accept the default setting for that. And we're going to make sure that we've got it configured. We use these GPI outputs from Trackless Studio to control things like tally lights so that we can turn lights on and off to indicate to the camera people or the talent which camera they're currently working with. On the back of your expression engine, take the green USB dongle you received with your Traco Studio and plug it into one of the available USB ports. Next, let's connect our cameras. Camera 1 should be connected to SDI in A, and it's a BNC cable, and camera 2 will be plugged into SDI in B. Now you've got your cameras connected, if you have the USB controller, plug that into the USB port, maybe on the front for ease of access. Now let's install our Trackless Studio software. On the Expression Workflow Tool CD, there's a folder for the Trackless Studio setup. I've copied it to my desktop and I'm looking at the contents of it now. There are two files. One is the prerequisites file, which hopefully we won't need. The other one is the installer for Trackless Studio. It's got the file name of Trackless Studio, plus the version of Trackless Studio software we're installing. And where it says 4, that's for the version of Expression this is meant to work with. The oldest version of expression this is meant to work with is expression 6.0 build 3318. Let's double click the file and you'll see that it starts the install shield wizard. What you'll notice next is it goes through the install process and it launches the welcome screen. If this is the software you want to install, click next. Next is the license agreement. Read through it. Make sure you agree with the end user license agreement. If you do, click I accept the terms of the license agreement and then click next. Here you enter in the username and organization for your expression system and your software. This is just to make sure you know which users are working with it, and then click Next. You should see a summary of where the software type is being installed and where it's going. We normally install this in Expression Apps slash Trackless Studio. Click Install, and that will kick off the Install Wizard. 
You'll watch the software install and gives a status bar in the middle to give you a percentage of progress. It goes quickly after a couple of seconds, and there it is. Now, let's uncheck the launch the program file checkbox because we want to do a couple more things, and then we're going to click finish. Next, we need to set up the configuration of Trackless Studio. On the desktop, there's an icon for Trackless Studio settings. Double-click it to launch the Trackless Studio settings control panel. There are four tabs across the top left. The first one we're going to work with is Scenes. Your Expression Trackless Studio project will know how to monitor two scenes at any given time. The default for those names is Scene 1 for Scene 1 and Scene 2 is Scene 2. If you need to change it, this is where you do. On the interface, there's a reset button for the camera position. The default XYZ values are 0, 0, 0 for both Scene 1 and Scene 2. This is where you can adjust it. As far as your input sources, your camera input or your video input comes in may be different orientations, and let's explain that. When you have your traditional video in HD, you're normally talking a 16 by 9 or horizontal or landscape mode. You may want to rotate your camera 90 degrees left or 90 degrees right, reason being if you rotate it, if it's just standing talking talent and there's no other set pieces, you get more resolution out of them and they're taller. So instead of being 1080 high, they're 1920 high. So you can choose it based on how your camera configuration is and you can rotate it 90 degrees left or 90 degrees right. In this example, we're gonna reset this back for talent one to be rotated 90 degrees to the right. You also have the ability to plot this differently for each scene as well as for each talent. The default system is horizontal, but set this based on your requirements. The next tab is for effects. There's camera animation or the movement that the camera makes from one preset to another preset, and the default for that is Bezier or Smooth. You may change that to a linear, which is not so often used, but it is available to you as an option. Transition is the effect that you do to go between the two scenes. You have by default set as a dissolve or crossfade. You can change this to pushes or other transition types. You also have the ability to adjust the maximum speed and the default speed for both the camera animations and for the transitions. The next tab is networking. Trackless Studio can be run from the main user interface or, if enabled, a web server is available that allows the user to have remote control via a web page on items like a tablet or smartphone. You can also use some of the default protocols that you find in the rest of our product line. For example, Rostalk can be enabled to let, a, for example, a Carbonite switcher talk to the Trackless Studio. If enabled, it uses the same default ports of 7789 that the rest of the Rostalk configurations would use. Dashboard or Open Gear allows users to create their own custom user interface. You can access it using the same functionality and ports that you normally find for dashboard controls, which is a frame port of 5253 or a web port of 8080. And both of these can be tied together, but they're controlled with one enable button. We've also allowed for Sony Visca protocol to control the uh, camera movement. It's enabled or disabled and it uses the standard port controls of 12907. And this allows a joystick on a carbonate switcher, for example, or an acuity to control the camera movement separate of what the presets are. The fourth and final tab is Other. Other gives us some general settings that Trackless Studio needs to keep track of everything. 
For example, our scene is made up of objects in expression, and we have to give the system some prefixes to track it all. Our main camera has a prefix of VCAM, and that's the camera that we're adjusting when we change our presets. We also have talents that are in the system, and talents are basically quads where we're changing the material. So if I have four talents in my scene, I have VTalent 1, VTalent 2, VTalent 3, VTalent 4. The next thing is display materials, and this is things that you have, for example, an onset monitor where you're going to swap out what that particular source looks like, or maybe you're going to put another material on it. So it has a prefix of mat underscore display. A target object is an object that you have control of that you can change the XYZ position, for example, from the interface of Traco Studio. This gives you the opportunity to move things in the scene and this lets you pick which ones you're going to be working with. Next is about the user interface. You have manual controls. These are things like the arrow keys, which you can enable or disable as you're working with camera movements. You also have the ability to have some keyboard shortcuts. You can enable or disable those functions here. You also have the ability to adjust the sensitivity of different control units. For example, an X keys control panel, a 3D connection, 3D mouse, or if you're just the basic touchscreen, if you're using touchscreen navigation. All those settings and defaults are shown here. The general setting is more of an environmental structure. The frame rate of the project I'm working on, for example, is 1920 by 1080, I need 2997. If I need this to be a 50 frame rate, I would adjust it here. The default layer is the layer that my scene from my virtual studio will appear. By default, we use minus three. Again, if you need to adjust it, you can adjust it here, but don't forget to adjust it on your scene as well. Default UI display allows operators on expression units that have multiple user interface monitors to choose which one will display the Traco Studio. We choose one because most operators have a single monitor, but if you have multiples, you can choose which of those monitors will be used in this setting. The default output channel is where you're going to show your final project. By default, we give you a list of 1 through 10 because we don't know what's configured in your hardware. You could have a lot of opportunities. So what we have to do is find a way to query what's in your system. There's a button labeled Read Frame Buffer List, and when that's clicked, that will change the values of that list. So we're going to click it, and you'll see that the user interface is going to show us a prompt that it's getting the values from our expression unit. Now you look at that pull-down list and it's changed. It's only one through five, and I've got a couple of virtuals and an XMEO2 and a black magic card. I'm going to choose virtual output for the sake of our training process here. Next thing I can do is save my results. I can save and launch Trackler Studio. I could ignore all of this and click exit, or I could reset everything to the default values. I'm going to click save, agree with the dialog box, and then I'm going to exit the program. We'll continue on to the next lesson.